that's the one that's going to be up for uh, download and to check it out later on we will be discussing the first layer and yeah we'll just be continuing like usually when recording a podcast um, and talking about addiction mental health and basically also a combination of that but also taking it from the experience that we've had um, in our in our own thing as it is on everything up there and if you have any questions just We'll answer it afterwards. Cool. Cool. So, how are you today? Good news. You look as if you had exercise. Always. <laughs> and you're cold. Yeah. Fresh and faster. But you're, mm. you were exercising this morning when I spoke to you. Mm. So, did you exercise again this afternoon? Well, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy regular exercise, but it's um, I've been doing like a fast, like a cleanse. Okay. Well, it's just for physical and for mental reasons. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Are well, you looking more healthy? Well done. Oh, thank you, man. You so, I understand you all, you're coming with a like, <laughs> uh, horrible cold on. Yeah, oh so my cold. god. Yeah. One week in bed. I don't think I've ever spent five days in bed. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. This was, thank you. But it was quite interesting to know that I need to practice self care. Not the. the and that was, that was quite nice. Okay. Yeah. So, Emil. Yeah, that's. Today that's we're going to discuss step one. Awesome. Yeah, but it's also coming to the point, I think, um, where the denial and um, what gets you to the point of knowing that you have a problem, that is the thing, is like, it's, it's not always easy to pick it up, especially because that's normally what you do, you become so, um, I think, caught up in your own subconscious when it, in terms of, um, how would, how would I say, um, once, once you get so caught up in your own routine, it's so difficult to change it. Um, and I mean, you could say your past, your parents or grandparents, these things get passed down by generation by generation. Um, and it, it seems normal, but then at the end of the day, I guess you have to realize, well, for me, it was a car accident where I almost lost my life, almost put somebody else's uh, life in danger, almost got into um, jail, into policemen on mm. the scene. And, and as it happened, um, I was able to luckily walk away um, and end up in bed at home the next day. And then is when I realized this is enough. But countless, I mean, it was like, Four times in hospital. Oh my word! Yeah, throughout my yeah five or whatever. Before that, it was just I was quite a wreck. I never knew anything of this. I thought this is Emil. This is <laughs> this is our life. This is yeah. I was never conscious. Like, yeah. and that's the cool part. And I was like, I I'm 27 or two, yeah. And out of the two three years that I've been in my sobriety, two two years plus, um, this has been the happiest I've been. And it's due to uh, a 12-step program, like yeah. like this book you've, you've written. And this is basically something that provides, due to the reason of the program that we both work, yeah. and you've done it to make it easy for people that want to start out and, and want like a little bit of a different version of it, um, which I think is great, especially if people don't know if they've yeah. got a problem. Exactly. That's what's called the first layer, so that somebody can... Because the analogy we use is that as we as we go through life and as we work on ourselves, 
become peel layers of, 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 of the onion. Yes. And we, the essence is that we try to get to the core of who we really are. Mm. And what I know that, that what the work that I've done in this program has done for me is, you know, I don't think I've peeled a lot of layers of the onion and I'm close to the core. Mm. But by God, if if what I have found by just being the few layers that I have yes. is, has changed my life so significantly, then wow, wow, wow. Awesome. I, I, cannot, I cannot wait to, to, to see what else is hiding there. Oh. So I think this is, yeah, this is a very practical uh, start to it. Like, um, I mean, you know, it's, for me, I never knew my first meeting I sat in, in, a, in the fellowship. It was like, what's going on here? You know, and it was because I was in a, in a treatment center, obviously, where I came to the point where it's like, I cannot continue like this. Life is not, life is not worth, worth, this is not, my life's going nowhere. You know, exactly. I want to start a business, I have dreams, you yeah. know, I want to start this tour business, I want to uh, pursue an acting career, I want to, you know, do stand-up comedy, like, I've got all these things, um, create technology, help people's lives, like, that is essentially who I am. And, you know, the funny thing is, when I was small, I was told by, well, I signed up for this thing, plus this KTV thing to be a, a little TV presenter okay. on the child um, channel thing. And so I got it, but apparently I was too young. Okay. So, yeah, which, well, which was cool. But I, I got it, my mom said, no, you're too young. Um, and it was quite cool because that means that's something that I always wanted to do. And I worked on the arts, but I got into this TV show yeah. thing, which is quite, I think that's my high power. That's God also giving these little messages. But I've been able to now utilize everything that I've worked for, everything that I've done, and it's all coming together. Like finally, this is us. We're, we're doing some help. We, yeah. We've gone through it. We want to show people how we can help by just talking about it and going through essentially your first step at this Absolutely. moment, which can I, can I read? Yeah, perfect. We admitted we were powerless over our addiction, that our lives had become unmanageable. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> but, but, what I find interesting about this step is the word powerlessness, number one. Well, as you all know, we, we always say the step starts with the word we. Yes. For, for a reason, because so often, it doesn't matter what is wrong with us, whether we're depressed, whether we have ADHD, whether we've got PTSD, whatever it is, we actually think we're alone. Yes. That we are suffering and, and, and we, we feel really, really, nobody will understand if I talk to them about this. Mm. And that is absolutely not true. That is the first myth we need to bust about oh, wow. any form of mental illness. Mm. There is always somebody else mm. as well. And for, for most of those, those things, maybe if you go onto Twitter, there are such amazing support groups for people who suffer from depression and anxiety. Mm. Just even talk about addiction. Yeah. And I think people in addiction are are so lucky. Mm. <laughs> but what a weird statement to make. Mm. But we are really lucky because we have such amazing support groups. You know, you, doesn't matter what you're addicted to, there is some form of mm. anonymous fellowship that, that, that you can attend. That can help. Attend for that. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, though, that also there's a stigma that there's something wrong with you. But it, but I believe this is my opinion. It's it's a mental health is something you can train, like exercising. You can train your body to be healthy. You can train your mind 
to be healthy. And it's something that, in my opinion, that we need to install in our schools, we need to install it everywhere. Instead of building prisons, we should be building mental health institutions. I think that the society that we're in, the world that we're in, um, especially where people are happy or unhappy, um, where we can fly to Joburg in two hours, you know, relatively close place. Um, but the first Rakhus, you know, the people that came here, the settlers, yeah. two, 200 years ago, 150 years ago, took a week just to get to Somerset West, Somerset Pass. Now it takes you an hour maximum with traffic and we complain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that is the thing. We are so conditioned to be ungrateful. And with this program it's for me and a program class, their program in general is an attitude of gratitude. Yes. And and and, and the thing is that actually by talking about it, by saying upfront to people who I am, what I am putting a boundary down, going forward, that is, it's peaceful. Uh, my life has become so peaceful. And it's because I could take that first step and say that, <laughs> and I could say yeah. that I am powerless over my addiction. No, that's it. It could be food, it could be sex, it could be money, it could be love. It's there's so many things today. Porn, forgive our addiction to porn. Like it's oh, this is this has yeah. now got me to the point where I'm so balanced. That first step that I'm powerless over something. Yeah. Anything in life, you know, money, powers. Yeah. If if I'm not balanced, and a lot of people re don't realize that, they go through their lives doing one thing, doing another thing, doing another. They were that school. Yeah. When you ask them, what is your dream? What do you want to do in the world? They can't answer that question. Now this is for me. I was one of them. I was one of those lost. Uh, let's say a, a, a white walker, a day walker that just does something and without any thought pattern, yeah. just does it like a zombie. No, I, nev no. I never had girls in my life because I always believed that I wasn't going to live long. Yes. And two is that um, life is so unpredictable. So why would I say the goal if, if, if a lot of things are going to happen that's going to derail it? Mm. Not thinking that, but I can take counter actions. Yeah. And that's the important thing that I think of step one is I think we focus so much on the word powerless and unmanageability in step one. Mm. But the really important word in step one is to make that mission. Yes. And that mission is a bit of a balls up. Oh, yes. Once we admit, right. we need to take responsibility. Yes. So it doesn't help that, that you sit in your room and say, I am so depressed. I admit I am, de I am depressed. Exactly. But if you're going to admit you're depressed, but you don't want to take action to, to, to change it or to make yourself better, yeah. then, then you're effectively choosing death. You're effectively choosing a, a life not worth living. Exactly. Once, once you admit there's responsibility attached to it, do something about it. Mm. And there's always something we can do about it, doesn't matter what it is that you're suffering from. That's that's amazing. That's and the really nice thing about the top of the program is that we don't have to make the mission mm. the admission and not know what to do. No. All we do is we do the rest of the program. Yes. The program is designed in such a way once we admit 
you do the questions in step one and then you move over to step two. Yeah. But the program takes you step by step by step by step. It's like a life to home. It's like the best thing about it's it. It's a design for It's so simple. Yeah. It's like every day, two questions a day, and more, or more with your book, it's even easier. Yeah. It's it's so easy to me for me and like it grounds me. It, it humbles me. It gives me the gratitude that is necessary if I'm grouchy, grumpy. Absolutely. And if I'm a, being a little bitch, you know, it really <laughs> takes that away. Yeah. <laughs> and it completely just puts me at, look at where you were. Oh. Yeah? No. Yeah, look at where you were and look at where you are today. Those times when I'm like, oh, I'm recovered. No, that's like a, I'm not recovered. I need yeah. to work on myself. I need to work on my mental health. That's what something people prioritize. People will prioritize their fitness. They'll think that will make them happy. But happiness starts with your mind and your heart. Okay. Your, it's it's, it's an inside process. Yes. So when we, we ever, and it, it's, yeah. got the, it's got the possibility yeah. to then affect everything else. Yeah. yeah. It, it's got to come from, if it comes from here, Yeah. everything as a result, financial, it's a bonus. Don't yeah. The, like an abundant yeah. life, it's a bonus. But with, you can even be happy without all of that. And that is proven by this program. That's why you see people that lived on, on the streets, they keep it, and they yeah. somehow lift themselves out of that. Quick question. When you heard powerless, I mean, none of us are brought up with the concept that powerlessness is okay. Yeah. We, we are taught with, with, with every fiber in our beings that we need to take control, we need to have the power, we need to Mm. To, 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 to drive and all those type of things. And suddenly, yet, we, we do this program that really is going to help us. And the mm. program says, I quit your powerless. You think, yeah. no, I, it goes against every single fiber in, in exactly. your body. Exactly. And yet, it is so important to, to, to make that admission. And I like you saying that um, um, because <laughs> this admission of, <coughs> of powerlessness okay. is effectively okay. surrendered. Sorry about that. We surrender to the to, to the problem we've got. Mm. But one step further, we don't just surrender to the problem. No. We surrender to the solution. But oh. it's contained exactly. So we we surrender to the problem and that is kind of powerless. Yes. But to surrender to the solution is to take your power back. Oh yes. And that's the fundamental thing about this program. Is we don't consider like, oh my god, I'm powerless, my life is over. No. 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 Because I'm powerless, I now can take the power back. Mm-hmm. I can take my power back. And that's what I believe I've done. Yes. I'm no longer a victim. Exactly. I'm a victor. Yes. That's it. Absolutely. That's amazing. And it, I mean, it's here, like, you read it out here, like, about your family. Go back as far and include your whole extended family identity, scenarios like my grandfather was an alcoholic, my grandmother was addicted to headache pills, or my mother was an overeater, be conscious of a trend or trends that may evolve. That is amazing, because I can go back into my family tree and see there were definitely yeah. a lot of scenarios there. There was definitely grandparents. Oh my goodness, my dad's dad died when he was 13. Yeah, so, oh in a co- so you know, there's things that have happened, yeah. um, unfortunate things, but but these but it's also like even like now if you go um, to people and they want to get a reaction out of you they'll see you eating fast because you haven't ate for like however long 
And you just won a fucking league. <laughs> yeah? Sometimes you just won a Who cares? Yeah. And they're like, you're an emotional leader. <laughs> yeah? They'll say that. So they almost curse you. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, fuck, I'm an emotional leader. Mm. And then when you're emotional, you start fucking eating. Mm-hmm. Now, the best thing to do is, is to actually just be like conscious of that this person is just trying to get a reaction. Um, and that is why writing these things out yeah. and, and stipulating that is you can actually learn to see, oh, these things were given to me. Yes. I don't have to take that baggage on. And that's what's beautiful yeah. with, with us. And that question is specifically there for, for that reason, to see that we invariably are products of our environment. environment. Mm. And our environment normally consists out of our families. Mm. As, 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 as a, um, 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 well, they call mm. it your family of origin. Correct. So what's your origin? My mm-hmm. father was an alcoholic or, mm-hmm. well, not just that, my father might have been depressed. Mm. My father might have been constantly anxious. But in, in a lot of people, those things were never diagnosed. But no. You can, you can, if you think back, uh, how was my father? Mm. Did he smoke me? <clears throat> Constantly. Yeah. Maybe when he was anxious, that, that's why I smoked that much. Um, did he drink a lot? Maybe he was depressed. That's why I drink. I drank a lot. So we don't just have to look at the addictive patterns. Yeah. There's a lot of underlying things in, in, in involved as well. And it's really nice to, to, to go and talk to family members and say, how was grandma? How, how was your mother? Mm. Um, how was her mother? Those yeah. type of things. And then figure out, number one, what what became the imprint mm. that that you received as a child, number one. Yeah. And number two mm. is that, again, we, we are not alone. Mm. Had your grandparents had the opportunity to have the awareness, the mindfulness about these things that we had, mm. they possibly also could have admitted that they had a problem. Mm. So we are a generation of, 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 of vast opportunities. Exactly. Where I think one of the, the, the AA or the NA um, literature says that we're the generation of, of addicts who have a solution. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Before us, people did not have solutions. Exactly. They died from, from, from the addiction. That's, yeah, that was the option. It was what um, institutions cell institutions for death. Death. Yeah. that was it and and now there's a program yeah. there's a there's there, there's literature there's so many things that we can attain um you know you want to you can look at countries like um in scandinavia where they actually their jails are like rehabs yeah. and it's going to be, they do it to put people back into their society so you get mass murder so it's proven you can change people's cognitive behavior. Yes. You can recondition that brain, that mental yes. thinking. Now, if you can do that with a psychopath, well, I mean, that's probably, a, you can't, uh, who knows? You can. I mean, a mental, somebody that kills somebody is probably a psychopath. Mm. Now, um, I can say with this family thing, I can go back to this and, and, and say, uh, I have heard some, I've even heard like a great great grandfather, not on the, the alcohol and those, yes, I was there, but. So I had a great great grandpa that went, he left his family, he took the Bible to prophesize the word. He like went into the desert in Africa, here in South Africa, when it was just like wilderness, and he went to prophesize the word and left his family. <laughs> so 
you get you get these like these stories as well. Yeah, like, might be wrong, but everything is yeah. There's something wrong. So the whole thing is this: there's so many things. Maybe you had a good calm family, and somehow you went into something yeah. else happening in your life, yeah. which was not your doing, and, when, exactly. and you picked something up. Yeah. Uh, but you weren't able to turn that around. Now you are. Yeah. This is it. This Perfect. is where you are, and it's. I mean, I mean, your second question: Has your addiction affected your life and the lives of those around you? Oof. That's something. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's ask people. I would say, um, ask the people around you. Question: If they obviously don't, if they're going to be honest and tell you, look, I think you do have a problem. Maybe you shouldn't do this. Or if they're going to tell you, they're going to be too supportive at times. And saying, oh, you're fine, you know. But if that's the person that you're doing the the so-called committed yeah. addiction with, that's obviously going to suit them. So I've also had friends like that, you know, you just party with and you just around to basically be an addict mm. to not love yourself. And this is a form of loving yourself. Yeah, absolutely. It's the ultimate. Just read that question again. Something came up that popped into my head and popped out. How has your addiction affected your life and the lives of those around you? Well, I was thinking about an interesting situation where what, what we see often is that parents lived unfulfilling lives mm-hmm. for whatever reason and they start wanting to live their lives vicariously through their children. Yeah. And we experience the pressure that that's been put onto us and that makes us anxious and that makes us depressed and that makes us want to escape the reality that um, 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 uh, that we have so our behavior becomes a, a product of, of, of the stress that we that, that we experience mm-hmm. and it's important for us to, to have a look at how that behavior how our behavior is influencing other people and take responsibility for that mm-hmm. and it often happens that we need to put up boundaries yes um for instance, with our parents, a lot of a lot of people with mental health issues have to say, kind of, this type of um, um, interaction with you is unsafe for me. I can't have this mm-hmm. because when that happens, this is how I feel, and then that's when I want to slip my wrists. Yeah. Um, or that's when I want to overeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's. But ultimately, we hurt ourselves the most. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, for me, I mean, I, I was quite resentful and I wanted to do vengeance and I wanted to hurt the people that hurt me. So that was yeah. my thing. But it came later in my life. I it didn't was know how to up. I was, up. I was never taught or allowed to be angry. Mm. So even when I felt anger, I didn't know it was anger. Yeah. I internalized all that anger. So mm. the, the one that got hurt or that, that I wanted to hurt was me. Yeah. Because I thought... I was the problem. It took me a while though to, to I bottled it up mm. and it, it came later. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was very much like a, a duck. Yeah. Um, sit through fights, sit through abuse, just watch it. But what can you do? Yeah. It was like it's sort of the only thing you can do. So it was like I was stunned. I was mentally stunned to go through school being present. Um, I was always, what's going to happen? Did you have? Something like counselors at school. That you oh, we, we had a psychologist, but it was very basic. It was, I mean, it was quite funny. And the, the teacher would start crying if she had to say vagina, you know, like. <laughs> it, 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 
Yeah. And you have the all boys school and everybody's like busy watching porn like right there in the class mm. when it's just coming out of your phone and they're like and then, you know and everybody tries to push it um but it was also like how do we put it how do um why are condoms there and because it, it was awkward the thing is because the people that gave it were so awkward about it okay it was like it was so it, mm. and it was only about that it wasn't about uh conducting a mental being healthy yeah. you know um in, in a sense but but i think i think uh there's an opportunity uh for this now to be integrated i don't yeah. know about yourself i don't know if you no. were in the school but that would have been amazing. not at all those that, that was just every in this country ever. No. <laughs> no. no when i grew up there was when i was at school there was none of those approaches mm. um, most schools now have Psychologists, counselors, whatever they might um, those weren't there in my day, and, and that's what I wanted to get to is that it doesn't matter how lonely you feel with mm-hmm. what you're experiencing, go and talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. No, if, if you don't have to, to go and talk to the counselor, ask your friend to go and talk to a counselor on your behalf, but get the word out there that you're struggling. Mm-hmm. That's the most important. Yeah, it's, it's um. It's, I don't want to, it's my, will it be loud? Yeah, the, the whole thing is, well, um, what I what I thought about that was, um, once you go uh, to that point of, um, uh, uh, you know, the, where you, where you realize, um, you know, life's not well, but also the people around you aren't enjoying you, but it's also okay to go and ask, like, like the schools that had, um, she said, like, if it happens, it will be great. But it's people don't realize anger is an emotion. It's so melodramatic. It's over pushing yourself. And they're like, no, it's because I'm right. No, it's in your, your missing, your miss expressing your emotions. You're letting it, anger is pain. Yes, and you and it's 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 so you could rather be vulnerable and say, yeah. oh, you're actually making me feel. Hurt, yes. or you're making me feel scared, yeah. or whatever the reason is. But to get angry is to cut off any ability yeah. to think. So that's that's one of the things. There's, there's so many fights, there's so many things that happen. But the moment we, but also so you can laugh at yourself. Like my my thing was my my reaction at times it could be like I also just want to be left alone. But that's my boundaries at times, and I'm like just leave me. Um, and then you see you're guilty. Now I'm like no. Because yeah. I'm not going to just walk into your face and start talking to you without, hi, you know, mm. can we talk? Yeah. Like, there's some things that people yeah. have to do, like, there's general respect for other people. Um, and I think that this is, these things, that's why this should be taught in school, I Yes. Because mental health just helps people get along and understand it. Yeah. And that's why, like, why are you going to be, why are you going to reprimand somebody that's acting like that you reprimanded? You know, because they don't think that way. So teachers are going to be hard on somebody that's acting out, but why is he acting out? Mm, exactly. Because of his household, because of that. Yeah. Instead of being aidful and helping, they're going, boom. Absolutely. Let's give more, yeah. let's give a, there's a thing, discipline is amazing, but if it's, vengeful, yeah. vindictive, um, then it's not good for anybody. Yeah. It's not going to build anything up. If you go and you level with somebody and you say, what is really going on? 
um, even the person that tries to jab you, yeah. like, what's really going on in your life? That's a way to turn that whole conversation around. Mm-hmm. If I said, you know, if I was just, I had fed you piece of whatever dog food, um, let's keep it PG. And, um, and, and then you're like, oh man, thanks. Or, but why are you saying that? Yeah. What is, what is, what is actually wrong? What is going on for you? Um, and it's also normally people that ask you and want reaction. They're like, are you okay? How are you doing? Like, okay. There's like a normal thing. Like you read someone, you're like, how are you doing? Like, you know, how's everything been? You're catching up. That's different. You get people that are like, are you okay? Are you okay? They normally are asking you to ask them, but are you okay? You know what I found really, really funny when I started anyway. attending these fellowships was for the first time in my life, somebody to ask me how I am and expect an answer. How are you has become a rhetorical question. Mm. And for the first time in my life, asking for help and getting help in, 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 in the craft step fellowships. How are you? Stop being a rhetorical question. Mm. And I remember I, I was in a in a meeting at some stage and somebody walked towards when I walked past and he said, hey, how are you? And I said, I'm fine, thank you. And he stopped and he said, hey, mm. how are you? Yeah. And I realized that you people don't ask you how you are to be friendly. They ask you how you are because they need to know how you're doing. Yeah. Here it is important to know how are you doing. Yes. It was amazing. Yes, it's not. How are you? Oh, business is well. I'm busy. It's it's so that's so over. Yeah. It's so like we can actually say honestly, I'm actually not doing too well. Exactly. I don't have to say I'm great. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm like I don't have to be conditioned. I'm really anxious because I had yeah. a bad business day. And yeah. Those type of things. Yeah. I'm constantly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or I've got the flu, or I'm feeling yeah. a bit depressed. I don't know. I have no reason, mm. and I'm feeling depressed. That's it. So, I mean, this is awesome. And I mean, three, one, I'm just going to read quicker now, I think, because uh, we might, you, you have other plans or you have other appointments. <laughs> what are your five most positive character traits when you are not acting out on your addiction? Oh, you know, that is such awesome. an important question. Because mm. when, we, when we're sick, mentally or physically, we, we can't look at the positive. We need to, to start rewiring our brain to focus on the gratitude, mm. focus on the positive. Mm-hmm. If somebody told me five years ago mm-hmm. that I would become a positive person, mm-hmm. I would have laughed at them. Yeah. I was incapable of, of looking at the positive side of life. Yeah. My ex-husband used to say, kind of, when something happened, I would go, nah, say, but, but look on the bright side. And my answer was always, there is no bright side. Mm-hmm. I was incapable of looking at the positive. My counselor as well. He always used to say, but Freddie, where's the gift? Mm. And my answer was always, there is no gift. Mm. I, I was incapable of looking at the positive, especially when it came to me. Mm. And that's why I asked that question there. Oh, wow. It doesn't matter how you are feeling. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. Mm. Who are you really? Mm. The fact that you're feeling like crap, does, make, does that make you a crap person? Mm. No. It still makes you a loving, kind, intelligent, creative there you go. And I'm this loving, I'm kind, I'm creative, yes. I'm intelligent, and I am helpful. Yeah, exactly. Five positive characteristics. Yes. But because you're feeling shit and think of yourself as crap, mm. you don't want to see that. No. We need to force ourselves to look at the fact that we do 
had positive skills. I'm getting like, this is like something that gives me goosebumps. This is something that, this is a game changer. And, and, and it, it's, it's, a, it's a, it, I mean, in the beginning, I struggled with that. Absolutely. And now I've got so long that it's mm. like, it's, and it's continuing. Um, and it's, it's something that's really, yeah, um, also on that thing, a bad day, this too shall pass. Absolutely. Just another day, you know, like life is that way. Good days, bad days. Um, I don't get what I want. I have it. I didn't get that, you know, offer. Um, people have made me wait. I have to accept it. Yeah. And uh, patience is something I've learned. Um, and because you lost your temper in the yeah. in the line at the bank, whatever, doesn't make you a bad, bad person. person. It makes you a good person. You lost human. your temper. There's That's it. Just being human. Yeah. It's all like being human. We don't have anything. There's no such a thing as you can always. There's this. I think it's Denzel Washington said, you can uh, find. In a, in a good person, you can find something bad, and in a bad person, you can find something good. They both of that, and that's Absolutely. the whole thing. Is this just this is training to do better things and to be conscious about yeah. it? And even if you've done something, just let go of it. Let yeah. go to your, for me. I'm I'm a Christian, so I I believe in God. So I'm like let go and let God. Mm. Um, I give it over, and I pray, and I've seen that also my anxiety go away way more. The more I pray, the more yeah. I, the more I'm in contact with with my higher power, with God. Guilt um, and shame, yeah, are the most useless emotion to feel. Yeah, they serve us in no way whatsoever. Nothing good comes from comes from. Yet we hang on to them as if our lives depend on it. Yeah, that's yeah, it's insane. It that's really helps to say kind of, if you've done something wrong, to say. I'm a good person who did something wrong. Mm. That's all. That's it. Awesome, man. I mean, do not do any research on this. Take 30 seconds. To, I like this. To think uh, of and write down as many emotions as you can. Yes, that's that's crazy. How do you even establish emotions from the beginning? Yeah. yeah it's like in most, 30 seconds. That's quite us, clever, yeah. That is really prominent for, 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 for an addiction question because... People invariably use substances not to not to deal with their emotions. Mm. And if we had been successful in our addiction, then we would have suppressed our emotions so badly mm -hmm. that we'd be virtually become incapable of feeling. Yeah. And when we do feel something, we are incapable of identifying what it is that we feel. Yeah. The reason why I specifically put that question in there when I started studying studying counseling, mm -hmm. the first day of the first workshop we had, the lecturer said, exactly do that. No, oh, wow. and I could in that 30 seconds write down some like six or seven emotions. Yeah. While the rest of the class got to 13, 14, 15, 16. Oh. They weren't addicts. No. And that's when I realized that it's really true that I am not in touch with my emotions. Of course, me being me, I made it all about made it an existential crisis. Oh, if I want to be a counselor and not in touch with my own feelings, how can, can I help people with that? Mm. You know what? I was still in the beginning of my recovery then. Mm. Just keep keep on trying to Eight be in touch years with later, look at that. Yeah. Just keep on trying to be in touch with your emotions. Mm. Effectively there are four emotions. Mad, bad, glad and sad. Oh, okay. If you can in the beginning of your life identify mad, those four. Glad, bad, and sad. Yeah. Okay. So if you can identify those four, then you're way ahead. Okay. All of the rest of the emotions can actually slot in on those four. Awesome. So so this is something like I, I was my experience like a listing was 
I remember they were saying, like, what do you, um, and when I just got into treatment, and I wrote down to them that, like, I had these letters to the car. This was the first um, after getting out of the accident. And, and I said, <clears throat> help me take away all my emotions. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> 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 they called me young. They called me young. Like, we need to see him now. Straight away. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> <It> was like... That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. I just couldn't help it. I was like, that's why I was on substances. I was using anything to escape. Um, but the cool part is now I realize I use other I, I use my creativity to escape. And as a child, I was also doing that, which is nice. Mm-hmm. It was very much in my name. I created these stories, and I had these <laughs> very much. And I believe a lot of addicts are. Um, yeah, but you, you create these stories, and like, yeah, man, it's amazing actually. And like now I'm starting to write these things down, and I've got like these stories of even like now I was like my first. I'm like thinking about how can I put this, you know, like the past, the past is sort of the story was written for us. Yeah. Then we get into our first sort of year, I think, of, you know, making it. Then it's like, cool, you get to, after your first year, you're like quite real, a realist. You're just very cynical. And for me, it's my, my process. I was very cynical. I was very like calculated and like, no, this is right, wrong, right, wrong. And now second is spiritual it's like where it's like i made it i'm writing my own story yes and that's the difference that is why this is so worth it because mm. i have rewritten my story absolutely and that is how this is this is up to me yeah it's it's i mean look i mean look just yeah write a paragraph on how you feel about yourself <laughs> most of the time i felt absolutely I hated myself. Yeah. I hated, hated, hated myself. I just didn't have the guts to put a gun to my head. Mm. So I choose to kill myself through using drugs, alcohol, sex, people, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it was key. Yeah. The fact that I'm still alive today is an absolute miracle. Mm. No. It wasn't meant for me to die. It's like, it was so, it so food, then it was work, then it was, um, oh, gymming, I had an obsession with that, and now, I mean, now I take drugs, and I run to a park, and I use water bottles, that is like, how, I'm like, but I do it every day, so it's healthy, so going from somebody that was like, bunking classes in school, to go to the gym. Oh, you serious? Yes. Gym three times a day. Yeah, huge. I was, I was, I was really, that was just to, I guess, intimidate. Mm. You know, intimidate the household yeah. where I'm in because I felt intimidated. Yeah. So it was such a, like, anyway. But these things I can now see, and it's sort of like, it's interesting, but it's also because I've been able to work through it. Like, this is where I want people to understand where the real awesome part is the rewriting of it. Yes. I know everyone has a different amount of time. For me, it was a year, two years, and the spiritual, the spiritual like awakening, realizing God is really there for me. That is when yeah. the rewriting of my story happened. A lot less aggressive, a lot less reactive. 
way more focused. Yes. Oh my goodness. I'm at times I sleep four hours. Mm. That's why yeah, I have four hours and I've got like yeah. this mountain heavy amount of energy and like also I'm doing a biohacking and I'm doing cool experiments. Oh cool. Um, yeah. And and some people are like, whatever. Like to yeah. me it's like I don't care um about what I can say because of this process. Yeah. Anybody else's what they say about it. Something really popped into my head and really anyway. why. But what's really important is what a lot of people in all of us tend to do is that we tend to compare ourselves. Oh. Um I'm depressed or I'm anxious, but I know that the person down the road is more depressed and more anxious, so therefore my depression and anxiety is okay. Mm. That's nonsense. If, if, if whatever you're experiencing is a discomfort to you, mm-hmm. then it's enough of a problem to address. Yes. And that's the first thing. So don't compare your, your, your mental health state with other people. No. If, if you're not happy with it, address it. Yes. And then if you go into a recovery program for whatever it is that, that, that you're working on, don't compare your progress with other people's. Mm-hmm. We are all uniquely individual. And your path is your path. That's all. I'm going to add on to this. This, this is something that's really... Uh, it's like that. It's simple in this way. Like, how do I know? Or how do I think? Do I have a problem? Just even if I want to work on something small. If I'm unhappy right yeah. now. Why am I unhappy? That is already enough. Already. Yeah. That's already enough. Am I anxious? Am I resentful? Am I angry at my family? Am I angry at my cousin, my grandson, my son, anybody? If I'm angry at somebody else, I have to look at myself. Yes. That's where it starts. Do I hate the family dog? Yes. As stupid as that is, no, we we are naturally made for love. The minute we hate, that's an unnatural stuff. If you don't like a dog, I'm sorry, I don't like you. That's my rule. You're not a dog person. You're not a male person. I don't trust people who don't like animals. (laughs) We have to question why. But but then again, address. I'm not really really a cat person, but I'm fine with cats. Address the fact that you've been bitten by a dog. Um, But we are made to love. If we don't love. (laughs) (laughs) If we don't love, then address. Yeah. No, it's. And this is why it's, 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 I mean, I like the, the compact book here, you know, it's like, um, we're already at the first day, I think we'll just do the day one, yeah. and I think we'll do day by day, Absolutely. actually, it's, yeah. it might be better, and, um, and we'll post it all up. I mean, I think, yeah, when you say, what sequence of events led you to write this first step on your addiction? Hmm. Here yeah. we go, there we already answered well, the question. Matter, yeah. This first step on anything? Yes. Hmm. I don't like dogs. PC, computer gaming. Exactly. Am I addicted oh, now? Even now, I could be addicted to, to playing games. I could be addicted to, uh, hell man, it's, uh, what's that? Uh, social media. I could be addicted to, yeah, like you yeah. said, money. Right? There's a list now. Yeah. There's so many lists. Gambling. Has anyone, yes. <laughs> Online gambling. Yeah. yeah. There's, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, um, and and that's why I think when you write this down, you become aware. Yes. When I write, I write this down, I become aware. Absolutely. Um, and why it's yeah. The thing is that what I find interesting about hmm. we I, I refer to it as digital cocaine. Yes. 
because the, the brain pattern that happens to us when we when we engage with too much social media and all those type of things is exactly the same as a hit of cocaine. Sugar is yes. worse. And yeah, the question we have to ask ourselves is, and I, I discovered that for myself with my husband, mm -hmm. is he would walk into the room and I would be on my phone mm -hmm. and he would start talking to me. Mm -hmm. And I would get angry because I'm on my phone. Yes. Not talking to somebody. So I'm choosing an impersonal connection yes. to a personal connection. Over a real a human connection. connection. Exactly. And, and, and I now make a point. Yes. As difficult as it is, the minute he walks into the room or he starts talking, I take whatever device I'm busy with and I turn it upside down mm -hmm. and I listen to it. That's, that's it. connection. That's what I need to do. The best me. thing is when, when your phone breaks and you and you don't have a phone for a week yeah. and two and you're like, Oh, this is so nice. Yeah. You realize life is just so okay without a phone. Yes. Life is okay with uh, with without things. Yeah. Um my car breaks down now and I'm like, I'm able to go, oh, it's fine, I'll just walk. Right. Yeah, exactly. I such an interesting I just walked. experienced this afternoon going to Cape Town to the place where I did the, the podcast recording. Yeah. My GPS took me a different route. Yes. And then it said, okay, which route I knew, but then it said, okay, turn right here. And as I turned into that road, I thought to myself, you know, they say once a year go to a place you've never been before. Mm -hmm. I am now at a place I've never been before. Awesome. And I suddenly realized my battery's bad. My GPS isn't working. Oh, I wow. didn't know where I was. Oh, wow. And I just kind of looked up and I said to my God, okay, I trust that, I trust this is going to be okay because you won't bring me into a position which is, which is screwed up. And I just knew it's somewhere to the left. Mm -hmm. And I just worked there and I arrived on time. I yeah. just absolutely, I got quiet and I followed my gut. Hmm. How awesome was that? Is I didn't cool. need my phone. Yeah. <laughs> That is okay. that. That is. <laughs> so freaking. That is yeah. That's that's surreal. That is whole life. We get these tools and we we forget about them. Yeah. Um, and that's amazing, man. We like, are born with intuition. Yes. We need to learn to use that intuition and trust it. But we can't trust that intuition if you are pushing it down with other stuff. Yeah. It, to me, it, it's like, um, and also consumerism. <laughs> you know, it's like I. What I realized is a couple of times uh, the car is broken. Um, I walk everywhere. Yeah. So most people sit in traffic. They mm -hmm. moan because of traffic. Then they go and they eat three meals a day. They pump their bodies full of sugar. They have no energy. They sit in traffic. Then they go to the gym. So then they pay for their membership. They, they pay for their fuel in their car, they pay for the stress that mm. they're getting. Are they getting more out of life? Yeah. Now, are you getting That's more? To ask yeah, with all your things, are you getting more? Exactly. Is, is it really to the point yeah. where, you know, is, is it going to make me a happier person? Yeah. Because I have all these things, but all I do is complain about it. Yeah. It freaks me out is this concept of living a life yeah. with earphones in your ears. Mm -hmm. All of us walk constantly listening to music. Mm -hmm. I do that. But how much do we miss out on mm -hmm. in terms of what's happening around us? We miss the birds chirping. Yes, <laughs> that's true. That, that type of thing. And I reckon because I'm partially deaf, I'm, I'm so much aware 
Hmm. I can't just put earphones in because I need to have these things. Oh, wow. So I'm, I'm, I'm very aware of, of, of sound hmm. and what I miss out on if I can't hear it. Yes. The first night that I had this in, my husband, I was sitting in the lounge and the dishwasher was on. I said to him, what's making that sound? Mm-hmm. He said to me, it's a dishwasher. So what's making that sound? He also makes that sound. <laughs> oh, wow. Why would I That's want crazy. to put earphones in my ear and cut life off? Oh, it depends if you want to meditate. Is, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some, uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, I, I meditate with earphones in my ear. Yeah. Because that, that, that's it's important. It's the best effect. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's, I, I understand what you're saying. What I'm trying to say is we tend to cut life off yes. while life is there to live. Mm. Life is not there. No. Life is there. Yes. There's a window there. That's what I'm pointing there. <laughs> Oh yes, hello. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, but yeah, man. I mean, um, so I think we did deal with that question, and it's now like the the next one. uh, Why do you want or need to stop your addictive behavior? Ah, Hmm. it's pretty much. Also, I would say how Uh, honesty, open-mindedness, and Mm. willingness, which is another key to starting with. Just say to myself, do I want this in my life? Do I want to be an honest person? Do I want to be open-minded? And do I want to be willing? Yes. Motherfucker. Beautiful. How? That's something. Grab life with... That is, like you said, life is happening there. How? Honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. And I'll... It's my favorite acronym. Yeah. That's the thing that I realized. My life was going to... Everything got better. The more I was like, am I practicing... Honesty of minus and willingness. And the first makes the it so first cool. act of honesty is here. Mm-hmm. Am I happy? Mm-hmm. Am I truly happy to sit on my couch watching series oh. for 12 hours a day? Does this really make me happy? The worst is people that watch what's those things, drama and uh, not just that. Um, um, uh, what do you call this? Oh my goodness. They become they extremely, live through, they live but they also become, they think that's, the, that's what life is like. So they, they question everybody, because that's all that leads yeah. It's that subconscious being reprogrammed, that people have hidden agendas and windows, exactly. and then they resent. All these things, it's like crap. Yeah. Even the news, these headlines, all the negative stuff, in you know, half an hour, jam-packed for you to see, that's all that reporters do, because the headline sells that there's negative news. Yeah. But the world is an amazing, prosperous place. That's why we have 7.5 billion human beings. And humans have taken over. We are dominant. We have more old people now. Mm-hmm. What does that prove? What does it prove? That we're abundant. Yes. That we are the primates. We are on top of the future. Yeah. If we think we're there, we just, oh, come on, come on. <laughs> okay. But, but it's, that is the psychology of this. And once you realize that, you can cut it off. There's a lot of good news. There's a lot of uh, other information yeah. now. But this is why age of information, the internet, what we're doing, we're sharing our experience yeah. to a platform of people that hopefully can learn something out of this, hopefully can gain something in their yes. lives, and talk to somebody about it. And that's what this is. That's people helping people. One of the most important days of my life was when a sponsor said to me, because I, 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 I'm a sex addict, so I'm addicted to pornography. Yeah. And he said to me, you know what? Pornography is to men what um, um, soap operas are to women. Yeah. They are not oh, wow. based in reality. No. 
if we engage in those things, we are taking reality away from us. And if we choose to do that, we need to ask ourselves, why do we perceive reality to be, the reality to be that bad? And then go in, in, engage with our reality. Mm-hmm. See what makes reality bad for us. See how we can change our, 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 um, our connection with reality. Because the thing is, life is not going to change. No. What's going to change is our reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Our response to it, rather. That's yeah. far more important. Is how we respond to, to, to life. That is awesome. Oh. That is that is awesome, and this gives us the power to do so. And exactly, yeah. But we have to admit we have a problem first before we can start responding differently, and hmm. that's the important thing that, that, that we get here. Yeah, and, and it's like so now. I mean, yeah. What do you want or need to stop your addictive? Because normally life becomes unmanageable. You know, like there's no balance. There's no. Yeah. It's 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 a clog. It's something that stops you from. Doing different things, you know, like now I can say I go to ever heard of that excuse? I don't have time. I don't have time. No. There's something called a journal. I can write six, seven, eight things. Even us, we get busy, we reschedule things. Yeah. We can make time, you know, we can make time for for family, we for need friends, to prioritize for business. Important to us. Yes. And for that, we must make time. Yes. And that, that's the thing, is now I can make time. Yeah. I have the, now I'm like, oh, I'm very focused on my business, I'm very focused on what I'm creating, uh, and the, the impact I'm having, I'm taking control of my life. Therefore, I'm making time, I'm writing things down, I'm making sure I show up, I try my best. Um, I was the most untrustworthy person ever. Oh yeah. Oh wow, and now you're like helping people out and you've written yeah. a book. <laughs> and very, that's very, pretty... Very... That's amazing. That's one thing I love about the new time. Yes. I, I can say that my life was chaos. I mm. choose not to make it chaos. And I do certain things to make sure it is not chaos so I can be trusted. Wow. And Man, that's awesome. That's, that, that's amazing. I mean, I'm going to finish the, the, we're done with the day one in this book. Um, the last you, you, you wrote this, um, this nice little piece here. We, the first word in this step is one of the most fundamental words in recovery. We, mm. you need to know that you are not alone. Repeat after me. I am not alone. I am not alone. Never. For as long as I engage in a 12-step recovery program, I shall never be alone unless I choose to be. Isolation is addiction. Connection is recovery. Wow. Absolutely. That's profound. Connection is so, so, so That is good. profound because connection in life is everything. Yes. So it's like we can walk into a room, we can go watch a stand-up comedy, but if you feel it, you know, you feel the room, you feel everybody, you know, we're sitting next to you, somebody's poking you, or the comedian on this thing, you can hear the breathing yeah. through the microphone, you can see the over-pitched light, you can hear the sound through the speakers, you are the room, yeah. that is connection. The human being was created a packed animal. Yeah. We are supposed to have human connections. That that that's that's our purpose. Mm-hmm. That that that's fundamentally who we are. Mm-hmm. If we don't have connections, something's wrong. Address it. Mm-hmm. No, it's. I mean, always remember that I can't, but we can. Yeah. The we in this step involves you and your support system. It may be your sponsor, your recovery friends, a therapist, a loving family. And 
as you will come to learn your higher power, God. Might, yeah, everybody's God. Um, if you're Arabian or whatever, if you're Indian, if you're Middle, wherever your religion, your God is a good God. Absolutely. And a loving God. It does not matter how alone you feel. You are not alone and you never have to be alone. That vision of our powerlessness and unmanageability that we can face in the first step is possibly one of the first honest things we are doing in a long time. We come face to face with how dishonest we have been towards ourselves and others, and how not facing the truth about our conditions caused our addiction to completely escalate out of control. Wow. This is this is something this is really well it just puts it all there. Do we have to debate the word addiction in this context? I do not deem it necessary. We are all here because we know that addiction is what we struggle with, and we know what that means to us. Non-addicts never ask themselves if they may be addicts. We may still intellectually ask the question, but the reality is that we have consciously or subconsciously known the answer for a very long time. Well, a very long time. Yeah. Awesome. That's day two. Yes. Day one. I always love the thing where people say, I don't know whether I'm an addict. And you say, are you asking yourself whether you are? Well, I don't know whether I have a drinking problem. No. So people who don't have drinking problems don't ask themselves if they have a drinking problem. No. The minute you ask yourself, do I have a problem, you probably do have one. That's why you're asking yourself that question. And that's why denial is so convenient. Mm. Denial is an inconvenient convenience. The inconvenient truth, whatever. It's just, exactly. It's, 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 very, very true. It's, it's a way to, to just dig, dig that hole deeper yeah. and deeper and deeper and deeper. It's, it's, so the point is, why do you want to? Yeah. To me, it's. And a lot of people blame you for being in denial. The problem is, the person in denial doesn't know he's in denial. That's why denial stands for I didn't even know I was lying. No. The person in denial does not know. He needs to be brought in and says, Guy, there's a problem. Yeah. It's so important. This is a, I think, I think this is a good uh, journey that we've started. Yes. Um, I'm this. really happy how this, is, this has gone and I think we've, we've been able to help some people. I mean, we Let's hope so. got a minute or two left and, and, and then, um, you know, this is all in the first layer, the work through 12 steps in 21 days by Freddie from Redsburg, um, African Travel Kid, uh, we work together, uh, we do mindful adventures, help people out, um, if you need to talk, if you want to comment, you can add it on uh, below, uh, we will definitely be able to follow up, and um, yeah man, um, there we go. Just on that quickly, mindfulness. Mm -hmm. This is the first exercise in mindfulness. If you wonder what mindfulness is, is to acknowledge, to just say to yourself that maybe I've got a problem. That's mindfulness. Yeah. The minute, we, we, the minute we, we live in awareness, that's mindfulness. And that's what African Travel Kit does so amazing. Oh. Is it's all about being aware of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's an alternative way to look at recovery as well. Instead of going to a treatment center, 
why don't we all go for a weekend and do something fun or for a day? You know, it, yeah. everything doesn't have to be, you know, if, you, if you're scared to go in, if you really want to know maybe go outside, come on a tour, go on an adventure where you, where you learn to figure yourself out. Um, with people that have done it before. And we've been to take ourselves and not far too soon. Exactly. It's, it's like it's like you go to rehab and it's, your life is in lockdown. And you've decided, like, I'm this horrible person. I'm gonna, it's like a punishment in a way. But this is more like reward. It's a rewarding thing where you realize, okay, I have to work on myself. But I can enjoy it while I'm doing it. Oh, so I don't need anybody to punish me. I can do that while I'm Oh, yes. Myself. Thank ah. you very much. So. <laughs> so thanks everybody and we know it's a Saturday um, and this, this video will be posted of the yeah will be there to look at and um, tell people about it that you know talk about it and we'll we'll try to do it in the week rather as well um, we'll probably post up another thing maybe Tuesday uh, if we see or Wednesday but we will we can we can plan when we know what we'll do is then we'll do like another setup. Um, we're starting to become more and more organized and professional. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, a process, not perfection. Exactly. Pro yeah, progress. Yeah. And um, I think um, it's just then if you do know anybody that needs help, um, and obviously this helps us to help you. Um, that's the whole thing. Is all that's just being honest. For me, it helps me to be able to help others. Um, with everything I do, I, I think about work, um, in work, in, in recovery, community-wise, the base thing I think is also just it gives me peace of mind to know that I can, I can help somebody. It's as simple as that. So Absolutely. I'm very selfish. Yes, awesome. um, I really believe that your purpose in life is to help other people. Awesome. There we go. Cool. There we go. Thank you very much, Mr. Awesome, man. Cool. So, guys. Cheers, everybody. And uh, stay well. Yeah. <coughs> ah.